This is Brenda inside the Kid Code Playground, where, in the time it takes to have a coffee break, we shift stressed out families from painful parenting and kid chaos to positive parenting and calm kids using the techniques in the book, The Kid Code 30 Second Parenting Strategies. The unexpected result? You get your belly laugh back and ensure your kids keep theirs. In this podcast, pointed straight at your heart, we understand that parents struggle with two big problems, time and strategies that work on the spot. Every time you tune in, you'll find something to help you get right now relief in an upset with your kids, because every parent deserves a peaceful parenting experience, and every child deserves a peaceful parent. Are you ready? Hello, peaceful parents. This is the place where you do have full permission to be a mess as a parent and accept our warm-hearted invitation to leave your pain behind. Today, I'm delighted once again to be here with Michelle Willett. She is something that we all want to learn a lot more about, a thought transformation coach. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me again, Brenda. I love to be here. So can you tell us first just a little bit so our parents know what a thought transformation coach is and a little bit about you? Uh, Thought Transformation Coach um, is uh, basically, uh, just as it sounds, Thought Transformation. We walk through life uh, with 95% of the thoughts that we have uh, that are pre-programmed based on um, learned responses, things we picked up as children, um, things we've inherited, and we we act in our life 95% of the time on those without thinking. And that leads us down some paths that are not necessarily great for us, that don't necessarily serve us. And so I help folks learn how to dissolve the pre-programmed responses and think from a mindful state of mind. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. Yeah, that's a really wonderful and so, so needed today, Michelle. Agreed. Agreed. With, with everything that's gone on in the world in the, in the past few years, I keep thinking that the stress level before that was pretty high for a parent. And now we add all this in. So guess what, guys? Today, we're going to talk with you about some ideas that can transform your thoughts and emotions because we all know how painful they can be. And even when there's kid chaos around you, sometimes we can't, of course, you know, in the very middle of chaos, you cannot calm yourself down. But Really, in the following, I love to say by the time 30 seconds has passed, that, that there's enough time for us to go, hold on, do I really want to go down this road? So Michelle's going to share a whole bunch of her wise wisdom, like you heard from her last time. And I'll share some of the strategies that I've used to get my belly laugh back and make me a joyfully harmless human being, which I know is what everyone wants. So Michelle. Let's you and I talk about what are things we can do. So let's say we're not going to address the child today. We're just going to address the parent's inner feelings when mm-hmm. there's kid chaos. So <clears throat> one of the things comes to mind, we chatted about it a bit ago, was uh, if a child won't do must-dos, they won't take out the garbage, they won't clean up their room, and your last nerve is screaming because you've been so busy as a parent. But something that maybe you can give yourself a kind, gentle intervention right then with you as your priority, not the child who won't do the must-dos, but you. What would you offer a parent there? 
Well, I'll tell you, Brenda, you, you hit the nail on the head with that one, because in those moments, it's not about the child. It appears to be, but it really isn't. It needs to be about the parent because children are learning, right? Children are learning how to understand must-dos. They're understanding um, guidance given by their parents, the feelings they have around it. And this is all very new and exciting and sometimes very scary for them. In those moments, we have to stop as a parent and allow the must-do to not get done for a second. And we need to be very mindful in, in, in remove yourself from the situation if you have to. If you're in the kitchen and the trash isn't going out, parents, you know, pick up your uh, cell phone or whatever it is that you, um, your, your Sudoku book and head to another room for a minute and give yourself the option to put yourself in a calm state of mind. Then I want you to ask these couple of questions for yourself. Why does the child not want to do it? From their perspective, try to think about why that doesn't make any sense to them. Do they have buy-in on the chore? Do they have something to gain? Does it serve them in some way? The biggest one for children is, is it fun? If it's something that's absolutely not fun, chances are you're not going to get them to do it. The next question is, do they see you doing it? Have they ever seen you do it? If so, it's an opportunity to change the the narrative around that must do into something different that might better speak to them, depending on their age range and interests and so forth. Take your t- Give yourself that break, though. It's okay to not get a must do done, and it's okay to revamp them and change them, especially as your child grows. What they maybe had buy-in for at the age of seven At 14, what worked then is not going to work now. You have to keep changing it up for them. Get creative. Absolutely get creative. So uh, I was at a... um a person's house and the kids, the kids were not doing must do's. This was recent, Michelle. And, and uh, the mother just looked at me and she just shrugged her shoulders and said, I don't know, what do you do with stuff like this? So I looked at the kids and I said, well, so here's the thing. The first lullaby mom should sing their babies when they pop out of the womb is um, you only have to do chores if you live here to sing it in a nice voice. And continue that <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> because, you know, like this speaks to another point, but it, the truth is we've raised, not intentionally, but we've raised an entire generation of entitled kids. And that's not a favor to them. That's, yes. They have no resistance left. They don't know how to operate in the world. They just don't have a good time. Have you ever noticed an entitled person? I like to watch myself when I'm entitled. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible, the things I feel inside and the uh, thing, you know, I think I can dump on people when I'm entitled. And I also actually, honestly, in those moments, believe that somebody should do something I want. Right. I mean, of course, you can see it right away after, but um, I think we need to change our strategies. So uh, (laughs) I'm kind of half kidding when I say that, but not really, because no, I totally agree with you. I, I think we, we, we as parents all, we go into it with the best of intentions, right? We, we raise these, these children and of course we do for them, right? We, that's our job. We do for them. And that does give them this level of, well, if I'm not going to do it, somebody else will. 
And we as parents are the educators in these situations to help them to understand that it's not that you're just doing this must do for me or for where you live, but it is actually a life lesson that you will take with you long after you leave my home, that there are things that just must be done. And it's okay to, to, to do that, parents. We need to be able to set that very high standard with our children when they're young. We, we have to get creative on how we do that, but that's, that's the, the, the ultimate goal, right? You know, when, when my grandkids were littler and they had to do the lawn, their, you know, they had to hang up their own laundry or fold their own laundry. And um, <clears throat> they just would put up such resistance to it. And so I shared with them one of Eckhart Tolle's ideas, which is bring joy into whatever you do that you don't want to do, because there's no sense it's like my dad said to me, you'll be no good to yourself or anyone else if you stay upset. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking about all the ways I could help myself not be upset. And Eckhart's idea of, could I bring joy into cleaning the toilet? Yes, actually, I could. Mm -hmm. After I remembered the cardinal rule of keeping my mouth shut at all times while I'm cleaning. <laughs> smart, very smart. <laughs> and and we can do the same thing with our kids, you know, um, uh, because it. it we we want to teach them those lessons, right? We want them to um, understand um, not only that this thing has to be done, whatever it is, but that we're also teaching them to learn how to put joy into things that they're doing for themselves later on. The the lessons here are profound for the who they're going to turn out to be as an adult. We're teaching some good things here. Yes, that's so true. So let's Let's hop back just a little bit, and I'm going to see if um, if we can dig just a little bit deeper into, so the child won't do the must-do, and you're feeling all tense and everything as a parent, and the your recommendations, Michelle, can we go just a little bit deeper into them so parents might understand, like, um, you said, you know, grab whatever, go to a, to a room, you give yourself mm -hmm. space, that's just so good to give yourself space, I need a moment is one of our favorite things to say, mm -hmm. and um and then take it. And so tell, tell me again, or take that deeper if you can for our parents. So they have, they won't take the garbage out. They've, the kids have probably seen us do it. Likely. Right. Likely. Chances are. And, and, and again, we are, we're trying to get their buy-in right? When they're, when they're, when we're young, when they're young and we're trying to teach them things, we're trying to get their buy-in and that isn't always going to be happening. So if you find yourself in one of those situations where it is absolute chaos, take yourself away for at least 17 seconds. Now we're going to put some science in here for your, for your listeners, Brenda. Okay. The reason 17 seconds is it takes 17 seconds for our mind to stop a pre-programmed thought process, which may be to yell at the child or to demand that something gets done or to just grab the trash and do it yourself. Those are all pre-programmed based on something that has happened to us long before you ever walked into the kitchen in this scenario. 17 seconds, whether you walk away with that, whether you stand there with your eyes closed and you count it out. What I used to do, because my kids are now in their mid-20s, um, although I've done this recently with them, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Ask them to count with you. 
Say now oh, we're nice. both frustrated. We're both not happy. I'm asking you to do something. You're not doing it. And all we're doing is getting upset. So let's just take a second, the two of us, and let's count to 17. Let's close our eyes. I'll say one. You say two. You're turning it into a game. You're making it fun. You're getting their buy-in. They are doing something with you. It may not be removing that trash, but in that moment, the trash isn't the biggest win. It's not the win. The win is to get the child to communicate with you, to hear you, to understand you, and you to do the same for the child. Take the 17 seconds. Then when that's all finished, take another eight seconds and think about, could I make this request a little bit more interesting or a little bit more engaging to the age range that I'm talking to? Could it, I, could I have done something in that? Then take a final eight seconds and revamp it in your head and try it again. Say it a different way. Put it out there in a different way. Put a time limit on it. Say, okay, we don't have to do it right now, but I need it done sometime in the next hour and a half. And here's the clock. And this is how we're going to time it. Or, you know, let's do a race. I'm going to grab the bathroom trash. You grab the kitchen trash. And I bet I can beat you to the big trash can. Figure out what will speak to the child to put the joy into what's going on. But the very first thing is try to reduce the stress and anxiety around it, because the more that that's going on, there aren't solutions to be found as long as we're in that state of mind. Yes, we can. We cannot come to solution when we're stressed out. We all know that by now. We can't do it. So, yeah, Michelle, that was really good. What it sparked in me just before we close is that, um, you know, your question, have they seen me do it? And then I I brought that up again because I knew that I had to think about that a little more. Well, yes, they've seen me do it and they've seen me not like do, not like doing it. And as soon as you spoke again about it, I thought, wow, no wonder they don't like to do it. I didn't like doing it either. I mean, um, so it's an important question to for self-reflection is, you know, how can I, if I'm a model, how, how am I going to really do it well? Right. Yeah, that's great, Michelle. Thank you so much. And I can't wait. You are absolutely my next guest for the next podcast. So parents, thank you so much for listening in today. And please do try Michelle's strategies and see how wonderful they work and how they change your life. Remember, your well-being is what we care about today. You can find all of Michelle's information in the show notes. So once again, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you so much, Brenda. A joy as always. Thank you for listening and making your parenting life and your child's life more positive and peaceful. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to take a Kid Code course, yep, you can do it in the time it takes to have a coffee break. If you'd like to become a Kid Code teacher, or if you want to reach me directly to talk about anything Kid Code, I'm here. Thekidcode.ca instant evolution into positive, peaceful parenting, one upset at a time.